Hello, you all. Welcome back to another Tech Doctor podcast. I am Robert, one of the Tech Doctors. And of course, there is Allison Hartley, the other Tech Doctor. How are you doing this morning, Allison? I'm doing okay. I'm excited because I'm going to learn something from you today. Well, I hope so. We're going to talk about a product that I'm just exploring, and I hope I can explain it satisfactorily so that you and the listeners can understand it. Please ask me questions as we go along, and we'll see if we can make this clear. Before we get into the new product, I thought it'd be kind of fun just to touch base really briefly on kind of what our buying experiences, our purchasing experiences have been over the last year or two with Apple products. Let's start with the very most recent one, and it's the HomePod. And I've heard you say somewhere, not getting the home pod because I'm going to wait until they can do a stereo pair. But I, I saw this thing on Twitter that said I ordered it. I did. <laughs> okay, why? Well, okay, so here's the thing. It can't do anything that any of my other smart speakers can do at this point. In fact, it could probably do less. But what really got me was I was reading articles about the 3D um, sound rendering where even if you have one, it makes it sound like it's in stereo and all over the place because it uses the space around you and the microphones to amplify the sound. And that is something that as much as I love my Sonos products, which do have the Amazon Echo built in and hopefully Google Assistant one day and AirPlay one day, it doesn't do that. It just uses the speaker itself. Now it can use the microphone from your phone to do this true play tuning Um, But I have not found that to be very effective in my space. I found that that, then it was way too bassy. Um, So I'll be excited to see how Apple does. I think I have a feeling Apple will do a better job because it's using the microphones on the speaker itself. So I I was just, I was kind of dazzled by that new tech. Oh, yeah. um, By that 3D tech. So I did buy one and I will probably buy a second one when we can do a stereo pair. I equivocated for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Well, cool. I'm, I'm glad you got one. I, I pre-ordered one also, yeah. and I'm really looking forward to getting it and trying out the the sound of it. But for me, it's a little different in that I don't have either the other products, the Amazon or the Google product, and the only music subscription service I subscribe to is Apple Music. So mm-hmm. if you really want to be able to control Apple Music with your voice. The HomePod is the only real game in town. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe you can access Apple Music from either the Amazon or the Google products. No, not from the Echo itself. I mean, you can Bluetooth your phone to the Echo and perhaps to the Google. Now with Sonos, you can put in your Apple Music credentials and use the app to control Apple Music. You like, can, but you can't use your voice to control no, Apple Music with either. Sonos. No. Not with any of the products at this point. And the Sonos app works well with mm-hmm. with Apple Music. I use it that way all the time. Yeah. And that's a little bit of a conflict is too strong a word because I'm really excited about the HomePod, but I also love my Sonos system. But yes, I really, really am excited about the HomePod. Me too. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm getting mine on February 9th. How about you? Yeah, me too. Getting it on February Yay. 9th. So... That's going to be fun. I am honestly surprised the more that I've read about it, how small it is. It's only seven inches tall. That's amazing for all that sound. Yeah, I was expecting it to be larger, but I'm sure we'll be podcasting about 
how we like it or, oh, yes. you know, don't like it or whatever we end up deciding. The good thing about Apple products that, that I've never done, you know me, but theoretically you could. If you don't like one within the first 14 days, I believe you can send them back. You can return it, yeah. And so that's a good deal. So for me, for the last year or two, I love the Apple Watch Series 3, which I bought back in the fall. I'm really loving my iPhone 10. I'm thrilled with how it works and very happy that I got it. I think you have both those products also. I do. And I really do love my Apple Watch Series 3 when I remember to wear it. <laughs> okay. Which still is an issue for me sometimes. Yeah, that's um, been an issue for you. It's, it doesn't come automatic to you, does it? No, it doesn't. Because I'm mainly using it for just occasional notification and tracking fitness. I wish I felt more strongly about the need to track fitness. Yeah, I hear you. But when I put it on and do it, it's great. Uh I love it. There's no lag like there was with my Series 1 or or Series 0 or Series 2. Well, I think you said it well one time. I heard you say somewhere that it's probably really what you had hoped the Apple Watch would be. It's kind of the true 1.0. I feel like the other two were kind of betas but uh-huh. that's that's what you get when you sign on sometimes early on for these early adoption apple products so not to take us down a rabbit hole but it'll be interesting to see whether or not we feel that way about the home pod yeah yeah it will be uh-huh. I, I hope i hope that because there was a bit of a delay it might be a little more flushed out but we'll yeah see. yeah yeah i hope so too and iphone 10 you're happy with it oh i adore it now i can't go back to touch id it's funny because i have an iphone 7 for work and I'm like, oh, I have to click this button? Yeah. What are you doing? You know? <laughs> I was updating Vicky's iPhone 7 last night, and I remember kind of feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. Where you and I have gone down a little bit of a different road is with the Touch Bar MacBook Pros, because I bought the 2016 Touch Bar MacBook Pro, and I've been 100% satisfied with it. But that that didn't quite turn out to be the case for you, I don't think. I bought it. I gave myself time to try to get used to the the real sticking point for me truly was the keyboard. I found it to be flat and unresponsive and I just didn't like it. It is very flat and and it can be a bit more challenging to touch type on. Yeah, I didn't find that I could type as quickly on it as I could on my 2012 MacBook Pro. Uh-huh. I couldn't just go along. And I felt kind of philosophically, practically, there was no issue with the power of the MacBook Pro. But I felt that for a maxed out $3,000 plus product, that it should be a little more powered than what I got. And so now I have chosen, because I mainly because I just couldn't get used to the keyboard and I didn't want to have to carry around another keyboard, I have gone temporarily at least back to Windows, mainly because I find that a majority of my, what would be considered like laptop type work, is done on my phone. Uh-huh. So the only thing I really found that I was doing with my MacBook Pro mainly was recording a podcast. Mm-hmm. So now I'm doing this on a Windows desktop, which has eight times the RAM of the maxed out MacBook Pro. It has a a slightly better processor. It's got, you know, a, a similar SSD, but the RAM is a lot more in this Windows desktop. Now, if they come out with a cheese grater Mac Pro or one of the garbage can models, if they come out with a new version of that, I may eventually be enticed to switch back. But honestly, for me, I... 
I liked the Mac operating system. I loved it, but I also loved Windows, which uh-huh. I continued, which I continued to use at work. Is that so, Windows ten? For now, I'm using Windows ten here at home. Yes. Okay, at, uh-huh. work, at work, I'm still on seven. Okay, I think because my first really delving into really using a smartphone and apps and stuff happened on the iPhone. I just fell in love. But because I already had a perfectly good operating system that I was using prior to getting the Mac, I never quite, I mean, it it became my main home computer, but I never quite fell in love with it as wholly as I did with, I mean, it was it was the same. I loved Windows and Mac the same. Hmm. So now I'm back on Windows, and I don't really notice a difference in anything that I can't do. I mean, I'm recording now using Total Recorder. I've got my you know, my microphone and everything set up. I've got all my um, desktop applications that I would need um, on the Windows side of things, and I get to use Google Chrome, and it works. It, it worked fine on the Mac, but it works even better with Jaws on Windows. I think. Okay, well, that's really interesting to hear about. I have to use Windows at work. Because we use a web-based scheduling system that runs on Windows devices. I am not like you at all in that I just find the, the Mac OS so much more straightforward for me, so much easier to use and so much quicker to get to the things that I want to do and get them done. And so it's just a matter of preference, I guess. And I'm absolutely certain that you know a whole lot more about Windows and a whole lot more about JAWS than I do. And I've certainly, in listening to Jonathan Mosen's uh, book about Zoom and hearing him use these JAWS commands that I never even knew existed, I know that that there's no question that if, if I were to really study JAWS and really study Windows and really get into the nitty gritty of it again, that I could become very good at it and very proficient at it as you have. And maybe there wouldn't be that much of a difference, but I have no real motivation to do that, honestly, because mm-hmm. I just prefer the Mac. Yeah. And that's why it's really wonderful that we have choices. I mean, I have been using Windows and JAWS now for, it's actually just coming up on 18 years. Yeah. I got my, I got my first Windows computer switched from DOS in January of 2000 when I was 15. So all of my adult life, mm-hmm. I've been using Windows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And it'll be interesting to see uh, as the future comes into fruition, whether or not you switch back or yeah. also incorporate some kind of desktop Mac back into your life or whether you just stay with Windows. That'll be interesting to see it how might that... Be in a, it might be an alongside sort of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It might be. Because there are things that you just can't do on the Mac. And I'm thinking of virtually none of my ham radio firmware updating or anything that involves ham radio and a computer is almost all Windows-based. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we're an Apple uh, household. I mean, Vicky uses a Mac. I use a Mac. You know, everything we have here is just Apple centric, and I think that makes some difference. Honestly, I think it does. When when the whole family is into the ecosystem, I mean, Jeremy, Jeremy's got my old Mac Mini when he has to do testing for for work, but because of his work and because just of his of his pattern of having used Windows since 1995, he's also mainly a Windows person on the computer side. Right. So it just makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. for us to be more multi-platform. You are right. It is a lovely thing that we have these choices. Oh, yeah. Well, cool. It's just kind of fun to talk about that a little bit. 
Thanks for sharing some of that because, you know, we are the Tech Doctor podcast and we should be able to expand our minds and share some of these things, right? That's right. That's right. That's what we're all about. All right. So I want to move on, if if it's okay with you, to talk about the O6, which is a remote control for your iOS devices. First of all, why is it called an O6? The letter O is in Oscar stands for operating system. The number six stands for the sixth sense. They want the O6 to become your sixth sense in terms of how you operate your iPhone. They designed the O6 to provide people with an eyes-free way of working with their phone. They're thinking specifically about people who are driving, people who are, are walking around and don't want to be staring down at their phone all the time, people who want to control their phone without having to either look at the screen or touch the screen. Inherently, it was not envisioned as a voiceover specific product then? It was not. But one of the modes that the O6 can be put into, which is called advanced mode, relies on voiceover. Okay. So they're expecting people who want to use the O6 in advanced mode to work with voiceover. And that's going to be interesting to see whether how many sighted people might adopt that. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating. That's part of the reason I wanted to talk about it. So what is this thing? Well, it's a very small, round device I don't know if most people will know, but it's about the size of a typical medallion or an Olympic medal. It's an inch and a half in circumference, and it's perfectly round. It's made of aluminum, so it's a sturdy thing. On the top of it, around the edges, there's a bezel, and that bezel is a dial, which you can turn either counterclockwise or clockwise and you can also click the bezel like you click the tv remote when you want to select something the bezel makes a little audible click when when you turn it i'll hold it right to the microphone you may be able to hear this click yeah so if you wear headphones and you're listening to this podcast, you'll probably be able to hear that click. I know it wasn't very loud because it isn't very loud. It gives a little click each time you turn the dial a little bit. In the center of the top, there's a, a round rubber ring, which is also a button. And in the center of that round rubber ring, there is another button, which they call the center button. So you've got the outside bezel that turns clockwise or counterclockwise. You can press in on it and activate things. You've got what they call the ring button, which is a raised rubber ring right in the center of the device on the top. But then in the middle of that round rubber ring is what they call the center button. Okay. This is a Bluetooth device that connects to your iPhone with a really fast Bluetooth connection and I'll I'll show how how speedy it is in a minute. Okay, so there's no lag then. There's no lag that I can tell. It's just as fast as using 
the touchscreen as far as I can tell. The battery life on this thing, they say it should go five to seven days between charges. Nice. And it's got a little charging puck that the O6 fits into, and it's magnetic, and it just pops right in there. Cool. Pretty cool. So now let's try to sort out the real nitty-gritty about this device. It also operates with an app called the O6 Eyes Free app, which you download from the Apple App Store that, of course, runs on your phone. You really only need the app if you're going to use O6 in what's called basic mode. Actually, that's not quite true. You need the app for the O6 to get, get the information it needs to change modes, but you don't actually use the app in anything other than in basic mode. Okay. And basic mode is the default mode that that it's in when it comes from the manufacturer. But basic mode is very limited because what they've done is they have designed some text-to-speech interfaces for a few things inside the app. And by a few things, I mean for things like Twitter, things like email, contacts list. But there isn't much there. There are just just a few things right now. And they say they're going to constantly be adding more in the future. If you use 06 in basic mode, you can have it send the text-to-speech information of your email to your phone's speaker or to headphones or whatever, and and it it will read that information for you. So that would be for like the people who were driving, the sighted people. That would be for sighted people who are driving or who who want to use their phone eyes free, who don't want to use voiceover. Mm -hmm. That's what it's for. Okay. So then the second mode is what they call advanced mode. In this mode, it completely relies on the use of voiceover. So you have to set up the voiceover triple-click option on your phone that will turn voiceover on and off. Most of us have that set up anyway, but this is what you would do if you were a sighted person. They say, we know that, that voiceover is going to say double tap, but ignore that um, <laughs> because it, it's talking about double tapping on the screen, of course. Right. They could turn off hints, too. A sighted person could turn off hints, and they, then it wouldn't say that. They could turn off hints, exactly. Yeah. When you turn on voiceover and the 06 is paired with your phone, and the 06 app is either running in the foreground or the background, the 06 will automatically switch to what's called advanced mode. And the way that you know that it switches modes is it gives you haptic feedback on on the 06 device itself. The 06 doesn't actually have a speaker or anything. It, it Its only way of giving you feedback is through the through the clicks and through through haptic feedback. So it gives you haptic feedback, two vibrations that let you know that it's that it's now in advanced mode. Okay. And then once it's in advanced mode, you control voiceover using this bezel dial that I described and these buttons that I described. You don't have to touch your phone, but you can emulate all the 
voiceover gestures, or at least most of them, that you would normally use just with this little device. Interesting. I've got the 06 turned off, and I'm going to tap the center button, which is how you, you turn it on. You may be able to hear the haptic vibration that it gives you when it comes on. So here we go. Ooh. 06 is now turned on and connected to my phone. My phone is sitting on the table, and it's locked at the moment. Mm -hmm. So if I just start turning the dial clockwise to the right, my phone, with any luck, will start speaking the lock screen, essentially. Okay. Flashlight, 12.39 p.m. Okay, next click. Sunday, January 28th. Locked. Do you have the app? on now in the background of the phone is that why it automatically no i'm confident that i could now not even have the app on my phone and i, I wouldn't need it and you would just it would just automatically know to be in advanced mode and it would work yeah it stay once you put it in advanced mode it stays there unless ah, you perfect. unless you take it out of right i see where, you, where you're getting at yeah. yeah it stays in advanced mode unless you purposefully take it out of advanced mode perfect okay the first issue that i was concerned about when I got this thing was, so what if your phone is locked? Are you stuck at that point? Do you have to either use Face ID or can you enter your passcode if you had to? And the answer is yes, you can use 06 to enter your passcode. Okay. I'm going to turn the dial on the 06 just to wake my phone up again. And then I'm going to pick my phone up and, and let Face ID unlock it. Okay. Flashlight, 1241 p.m. Podcast apps folder for apps. I'd use the home gesture to open up the phone. I'm sitting at the first folder on my phone, which is at the top left of the screen, which is my podcast apps folder. And see, if I start just clicking the dial one click at a time, I'll just I'll just go through my home screen. Books folder, voice dream apps folder, Apple folder, editors folder for apps. So I'm not touching the phone at all. Okay. Just using this little device. And if I wanted to jump to the bottom of the screen, I could just turn the dial quickly about 90 degrees and jump down to the very bottom right of the screen, which will be the music player. Mm -hmm. Music. So now I'm down to music. If I wanted to go back up to the top of my screen, I could just... Pod today, podcast apps folder, four apps. Turn the dial and I'm back up to the top. And the other thing that you can do, which is really cool with this device, is you can access the rotor that you would normally access by putting your fingers on the screen and rotating them to, to flick through the rotor. Mm -hmm. And you do that simply by holding down the center button while you turn the dial. So, Braille screen and portrait, words, headings, hints, speaking rate. So now I'm on speaking rate. So now I can hold down the, 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 the button on the edge, which is the, the dial itself, and I can change the speaking rate. 40, 40, 35%, 30%, 40%, 50%, 50%, 60%, 65%, 70%, 60%, 55%, 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, 50
Okay. It's cool that you can use the rotor because then you have a lot more flexibility in terms of what you can do within an app or if you want to change to a different page of your home screen or something like that. The rotor gives you a way to do that. Okay. Let's go into the podcast folder just podcast apps folder demonstrate a little bit i'm going to press the center button once which will take me into the folder so now i'm inside the folder i'm going to go to overcast overcast which is my first i just click the dial once to the right if i wanted to go to downcast which is my second app in the folder i could just click it one more time downcast now i'm going to go back to overcast by turning counterclockwise once to the left overcast See, see how response. I mean, it's just it's it's really fast. It's instantaneous, yeah. It's instantaneous. So I'm going to go into Overcast. Overcast back button. And I'm going to play a little bit of our Tech Doctor podcast that we did last week with Anna, just so that that you you can see how you how you could play a podcast. The Tech Doctor zero minute seek back play button. So I just turned the dial until I, as if I were flicking single finger right flick through the screen until I got down to the play button. Does that, does that make sense? It does. Okay, so I'm going to press the center button to play this. California, so I got to introduce another tech doctor, Allison Hartley. How are you today? I'm doing okay, but the West Coast isn't always all it's cracked up to be, depending on where you live. We've had a lot of, uh, all over California, a lot of, a lot of play. I just pressed the center button again, which paused it and took it back to the play button. Okay. So now I'm going to introduce the third and final mode of the 06, which is called the media settings mode. And it allows you to do things while you're playing some media, like adjust volume or skip quickly through the media if you want to. And the way you get into the media settings mode is you simply hold down the bezel for two seconds okay. so i'm going to hold it down and you should be able to hear the the haptic feedback as it goes into the media settings mode you may have heard that yeah it's now in the media settings mode so now i can just i can start the podcast playing again and I can just if I turn the dial clockwise each click will skip me through the podcast 30 seconds at a time okay. or counterclockwise will skip me backwards so here's just a little example of how this works a lot of uh, natural disaster type things Go this forward. past couple of thank you for being here a real D in iOS and have then a, a link to a page for more information Let's go backwards that would be fun. Briefly. Well, hello, you all. Welcome back to another way back at the podcast. I'm Robert. It gives you a really easy way to scan through your media. Yeah, that is Um, handy. And if we hold down the side button, the bezel, and turn the dial, we we can adjust the volume on on this media. So let's try that. So I'll start it playing. One of the tech doctors, Turn but I don't have the honor of living way out there on the West Coast in California. Turn it back so up. i to introduce another tech doctor, Allison Hartley. How are you today? I'm doing okay, but the West Coast isn't always all it's... All right, so that's how it would work if you're playing something in a, in a podcast app or just about any media app. The Audible Books app will will let you essentially control... It the same way with the 06. Okay. Nice. 
which right. means that you don't have to touch your phone to do any of this. And of course, I don't think I really need to demonstrate it, but if you want to use a something like the Twitter app with voiceover, you can just turn the dial and flick through your tweets. Does that make sense? Just as if you were doing it on the screen. Yeah, and then presumably you would automatically be in the actions portion of the rotor, so that all you would have to do would be to hold down the button and go through your actions like reply or retweet. I could see that being handy. Yeah, I think that my experience so far has been that that a lot of times, for whatever reason, it seems like you do have to set the rotor to actions. It doesn't seem to necessarily automatically get set there. I'm not sure why. Yeah, it's like that on the screen sometimes, too. So that's probably complicating things. Probably. Let's go back out of the media settings mode back to the advanced mode. And the way you do that is just by holding down the side bezel for two seconds, which will take you back to advanced mode, hopefully. Let's try that. Two little haptic vibrations puts you back in advanced mode. Then you can simply tap the side bezel and it will back you out one level. Okay. Overcast. So now I'm back to overcast and tap it one more time. It'll close the folder. Podcast apps folder for apps. And so now we're back on the home screen. What if I just wanted to go straight home? Is there a home gesture? I don't believe there is. I think you would have to click the bezel twice, but okay. I think you could probably you could probably do it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Let's let's see how that works. I'll go back into the podcast folder. Podcast apps heading overcast. Open overcast again. Overcast back button. Now let's see if I click it twice quickly if it takes me back to the home screen. App switcher, overcast. Active. Oh, it took me to the app switcher. Ah. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm in the app switcher. Overcast, back, button. So now it's, so clicking it twice actually takes you to the app switcher. Yeah, so you have to do it a little more purposefully if you want to back out to home. Podcast apps folder yeah. for apps. It looks like you have to do it just a little more slowly. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I'll just demonstrate right quick, because it works a little differently, but it's interesting if you want to play music. Okay. So I'm going to go down to the music app. Voice dot music. And click the center button to open that. Music. Catherine Russell. Back button. I happen to be in my favorite jazz singers folder named Catherine Russell. So I'm just going to go down and start playing one of her songs. And then while it's playing, I'm going to switch to the media settings mode again by holding the bezel down for two seconds. And then you'll see that by turning the dial a click, I can skip through the album track by track. Okay. So let's give that a try. Catherine Russell button. Downloaded. More. Button. Play. Button. So here we go. Paused. One. Harlem. Now playing. One. Harlem on my mind. Four minutes. Seventeen seconds. Button. So now I just switched over to the medium mode. Emeralds in my bracelets. Diamonds in my rings. A Riviera Chateau and a lot of other things. Go to the next track. One, 
Harlem on my mind. Oh, voiceover is not keeping up. Button. Yeah. Don't know why. Next track. Let's go back to the first track. Now playing one Harlem on my mind. Four minutes, 17 seconds. Button. Let's pause it. Does that give you an idea of how that works? It does. Yeah, it's very interesting. And of course, you can hold down the the bezel and change the volume while while the music is playing. That's essentially what you can do with the 06 in the advanced mode and in the media settings mode. I'm just wondering in general, what, what are some things that you wish you could do with this that you can't right now? Are there any, is there anything? They at one point had, had it enabled so that it would allow you to do a command and, and talk to Siri, but you can't do that right now. There's some, they're working out some issue with oh, Apple, okay. but that's one thing I think that would be nice to do. Another thing that, that I don't see a way to do use the three finger gesture to move a screen up uh, yeah. to a different page right now. I think you have to do that on the phone. If you want mm-hmm. to get to a, another screen, like for example, in the music app, you know, if you want to go down to, to play Linda Ronstadt, you're going to go down to the, to the L's. You're going to have to move up a few screens before you can locate yeah. her. You can do all this on the touchscreen. Why would you want to bother with, with the O six? And for me, the reason that I got it is because I put my phone in a, lightning dock when i go to bed at night so so that it can charge it's sitting mm-hmm. near me but it's not convenient to reach or to access but a lot of times i like to listen to a book or listen to music for a while after i go to bed and the 06 gives me a really easy way to control that without having to touch the phone there are times when i'm out and about and i have my hands full of a lot of stuff and I maybe am listening to something with my AirPods and I want to change something about it. I think it's going to be easier to just do it with the 06 than it is to try to juggle everything, get the phone out, be holding it, take a chance on dropping it, things like that. I'm not sure that it's a product for everyone because you have to learn these commands and but they're not that hard i mean honestly right, they don't seem hard it, yeah. it just takes a little while to get used to it but it's an interesting product especially to me the idea that they are trying to market voiceover to sighted users if you want to be able to use your phone eyes free and take full advantage of all the apps that are on your phone right now you have to do it in the advanced mode that is pretty interesting, I have to say. You know, I know I've I've always been a voiceover ambassador for my sighted friends when they've wanted to do anything hands free. But it's interesting that another company is kind of taking up that mantle. When they researched it, they looked at it and realized that was the only way, or maybe the best way, right now to to provide people with an eyes free option. But it, yeah. it just is interesting that that they combined their remote control with all the features of voiceover. Yeah, and I know that the gentleman in the project is very committed to engaging the blind community. I believe he was not a, maybe at CSUN or one of the other shows. That's where I first heard 
heard about this. I'll see if I can get him on the podcast. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd like to talk with him. And we could talk about kind of how all this came about. Now, does the 06 have a phone call mode? The center button supports the the magic two-finger double tap I see. idea uh-huh. by double tapping the center button. So if you got a phone call and you had the 06 in your hand, you could double tap the center button and that would answer the call. All right. What's the price point for this? So the 06 itself is right at $100. It might be 99 something, okay. but, but it's right around $100. Okay. One accessory that I got, which people may want to consider, is I got an $18 belt clip mm-hmm. for it. And it's a pretty nice belt clip, although it's made of plastic. I wish it was made of something a little more durable. But the 06 sort of fits in a little circular spot on the belt clip and then you turn it and it locks into place. So I think it's pretty secure in the belt clip. There's also a an accessory you can get, which is a steering wheel mount, which lets you mount it on the steering wheel of your car. Nice. And it's available at 06app.com. And they do have a number of YouTube videos demonstrating the things that I have demonstrated today. And they do have one that it demonstrates the use of voiceover. There's good information out there. Yeah. If we could just get it like sort of a fashionable sort of like necklace for women. Yeah. Put it on. That would be, that would be nice. Cause I don't really wear a belt. Right. You would need some way to carry it. And, Although and of I course could clip it. I could clip the belt clip to my purse strap though. You could, we will be back soon i'm just betting if not before we'll be back in a couple weeks talking about the home pod i have a feeling yeah sound (laughs) sounds pretty likely all right you all thanks for listening to this little demo of the 06 and letting us ramble on a bit about our apple purchases for the last couple years and we will be talking to you real soon but until then this is robert one of the tech doctors and i am saying so long for now And this is Allison, the other tech doctor, saying bye, everyone.